So Money episode 141, Heather Thompson. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome back to So Money, everyone. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Hey, if your guilty pleasure on a Tuesday night is watching Real Housewives of New York City, well, you're in luck with today's guest. And I have a smile on my face because I've been a fan of the Real Housewives franchise for a while. And I don't know if fan's the right word. I mean, I just, I'm kind of addicted into some of their series, like Beverly Hills, New York, um, New Jersey. Aside from being a favorite cast member on Bravo's popular reality series, Heather Thompson is a philanthropist, entrepreneur, and fashion designer best known for launching the shapewear fashion brand Yummy by Heather Thompson. Now, as a working mom of two, Heather's fashion brand was grown after her personal battle to shed the baby weight and find confidence-boosting and comfortable undergarments. I can relate to that. In a marketplace that was anything but that, Heather took to her sewing machine and created just what she was looking for. And over the last six years, she has evolved her brand with plans to expand in the future. Heather also has over 15 years of experience working with celebrities, including Sean Combs, Beyonce Knowles, and Jennifer Lopez, where she has helped create and launch their own labels just to add to her repertoire. In addition to her professional work, Heather is an involved mother of the New York Organ Donor Network and Kellner Liver Foundation. It's a cause that she holds near and dear to her heart after her son Jax received a liver transplant as a baby. Heather is a wonderful example of a powerful and successful woman balancing work and family while still finding time for herself. We're going to learn how she does this, as well as some other takeaways, including her money mantra that helps her avoid the materialistic pressures of living in New York. And I, being a New Yorker, I I can say that it is difficult and challenging sometimes to uh, stay away from that. Starting a business from scratch and her number one tip for anyone out there seeking to launch a company with little to no money. I love this advice. And how she triumphantly, get this, won a more than $6 million lawsuit against a competitor and how you can too. Sometimes we feel like as a small business owner, there's no way we can go up against the big guys and the big gals, but you can. And she goes through how she did it. It's very, very inspiring. Can I get a holla for Heather Thompson? Heather Thompson, welcome to So Money, my first real housewife on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm (laughs) privileged and honored. You're amazing. And I love the messages that you're putting out there for everybody. Lots of education, lots of good stuff. Oh, well, thank you. Well, yeah, this is now season, you're on your third season of The Housewives? This is my third season and this is season seven for the New York franchise. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you had to summarize your experience in with one word, one word, what would it be? Intense. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's saying a lot coming from you because, you know, you lead a pretty intense life, relatively speaking, outside of the show yeah. as a businesswoman, a mom, um, a philanthropist, uh, an entrepreneur. How has the show, I guess, helped you? A lot of people wonder, a lot of people say, if I could just get my own TV show, right. <laughs> life right. would be better. Is that so true? You know, I don't know if that's true entirely. I think that if you have 
something that you want to share with the world, the, you know, the opportunity of television can certainly be a platform, you know, and, you know, I think I went on the show for a lot of different reasons than normal, you know, than I guess Housewives prior to me kind of went on the show for, you know what I mean? Like, why did you want to go on the show? I went on the show to promote my brand. Mm -hmm. I went on the show to promote the things that were important to me. Um, you know, I'm a businesswoman first, and, you know, Yummy by Heather Thompson uh, was a fairly new brand. I mean, we still are fairly new. We're in our, I'm in my seventh year, so we're still in the growth phase, and we have a lot of plans and a lot to do, and any young company, you know, has to look at a percentage of their business that they're going to put toward advertising, put toward brand awareness. When you have the opportunity of television, that just like blows that theory out of the water <laughs> and you have the opportunity to reach millions and millions of people that under a natural startup budget, you just wouldn't have. Right. So let's talk a little about your brand further. Yummy by Heather Thompson. This is a shapewear fashion brand that you uh, started years ago, uh, but you've been in the fashion industry for a while. Yeah. Yummy really is about essentials. So it's really a lifestyle initiative, if you will. I think that term gets overused a lot in, in fashion. But Yummy's really there to walk any woman through, you know, her A to B to C in life. And so essentials is something that we all need. It used to be our bra and panties, right? That was an essential. Everybody mm-hmm. needed that before they started their day. Fair, fresh pair of panties and a bra, right? Yeah. Hopefully. And, you know, now I think the essentials for women are changing. Certainly my definition of it has changed. And, you know, it's about the the pieces that are staples in our wardrobe that can build any outfit that can take us from A to B. So it's not only a a good fitting bra, a great fitting panty that doesn't bite you or, or hit you in the wrong places before you've even started. It's about a shaping product when you do need to smooth out. And it's about a great pair of leggings. It's a grout about a super duper fitting pair of jeans that you, you know, want to wear your jeans again. You know, it's about active apparel that's going to take us, hopefully we can make the gym today, but if we can't, we still look fly and we don't look like we've been at the gym all day when we haven't reached it. And also loungewear that not only is to hang on the couch and we, you know, watch the latest Walking Dead episode, but it's also to run and pick up the kid you know what I mean? Meet up for a quick, a quick coffee with a friend and lounge on your couch afterwards. So right. there's a lot of versatility we need mm-hmm. out of our clothing today. And that's really what Yummy is all about and why I started the brand with my own personal and selfish initiative that I needed, I needed a boost of confidence. And so I, I created my own shapewear product and that's how I launched the company. For moms out there, we got a lot of listeners on the show uh, that are parents uh, as, as very ambitious women. We have, I've surveyed yeah. the audience. They're at very highly educated, very ambitious, want to earn more, want to run their own businesses. Number one advice, Heather, for a very busy parent who wants to take their idea from idea phase to launch. What's your I love tip? this question because I have been in the fashion industry for over 25 years. So I had a ton of experience before I started my own brand, but that still didn't even really give me the right to do it. You have to love what you do because you're going to be doing a lot of it. So if you really are passionate about something and it like just runs through your pumps through your veins and you can't stop thinking about it and it's all you think about and you're excited to share it with the world, then you just got to jump. 
because we both have two, we all have two voices. It's the, you know, the angel, proverbial angel and the devil, you know, but I say it's the proverbial go for it and the proverbial you can never go, you can never do it. You have to listen to your first voice and you have to go with your gut because there's always going to be doubt. Mm -hmm. You know, where fear is put in our bodies in order to preserve us, right? You know, to be a little trepidatious preserves us, you know what I mean? But you have to sometimes just jump and, and a lot of time, or most of the time, I think those, uh, you know, risks are, are rewarded. And so I had fashion industry experience, but I had never run my own business. I didn't understand a profit and loss statement. I was a creative girl. I was on the creative visionary side. You know what I mean? So it, it, it was a learning curve for me, but now I can build a P&L. You know what I mean? So there's always so much to learn. You have to be hungry to learn. You have to be open to learn. And you have to work hard. And you have to know that you are going to fail. And it's all part of growing. You just have to fail fast. You know, it's only a mistake if you make it twice. The first time, it's a lesson. Right, right. Second time, shame on you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and you're right. You don't have to have – sometimes people think, I can't start a business until I have capital, a lot of it. Yeah. But there's a, there, the first step is just getting educated and understanding your market and then, you know, developing the elements that uh, can give you a presence, uh, maybe testing it, um, doing you know, group uh, – yep. what do they call Group surveys. Yep. Um, market certain studies. So you don't have to have – you have to quit your day job. Yes, exactly. You don't, I did not quit my day. I was working for Beyonce Knowles uh, when I started Yummy. I was really busy. <laughs> and, Whoa, you know, tell I, us yeah. about that. What was that yes, like? She's amazing. I mean, I worked for quite a few celebrities. I had a good portion of my, of my career working, you know, in kind of the Hollywood life. I worked for Puffy. I worked for Jennifer Lopez. I worked for Beyonce as their creative directors. And um, I believe you know, he goes I was by busy. P. Diddy now. Pardon? I believe he goes by P. Diddy or Diddy. Yeah, he goes. You know, I call him Puff. Uh, you know, and and that's that's cool. I've known him for uh, yeah. twenty years, and yeah, he does change his name around a little bit, but I think he's cool with anyone calling him whatever. Sean works too. Sean, Sean Combs okay. works too. <laughs> his birth given name, yes. His birth given name, exactly. Sean John Combs. So, you know, he was, he was a, a big part of, of, you know, my, my personal growth as a person, as, as was Beyonce and, and Jennifer. I learned a lot from them all. But the point is, is that, you know, I was in this, I started my business with, you know, basically 50 bucks. I mean, really, I went to the, I, well, the first thing I did is I just picked up my sewing machine and I cut up what I had and I sewed from what I had in my own closet. And then I went and I bought a bunch of fabrics and I sewed more. And, you know, it, and then I opened, um, you know, a factory account and, you know, I, they let me, they let me on credit, you know what I mean? So like, I didn't have to pay them until I sold it. You know, that came through relationships or just good bargaining or, or just selling yourself. So someone believes in your vision, you know what I mean? So you don't have to have a lot of startup capital when my business blew up and I knew in order to take it to the next level and I was going to, you know, need 30,000 yards of fabric to keep up with the supply and demand. Then I said, you know what? Now I want to look at investors. Now I want to look at someone that's got the capital that I didn't have to put under this thing and make it roar. And, you know, you just have to be careful about those things. These contracts are very sticky. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, when you're borrowing money from someone, they take control of the company. So you have to make sure you know who you're getting in bed with and the partner you are. And you can back your business into what you want. You know, when I hit it, I, I saw big vision. I saw, like, big stuff. Not everybody has to see that. You know, your own store in a small town is, is a huge accomplishment. 
Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it just it just has to do what you want, what what you're comfortable with. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. There is it a, does not right. It has to make sense for you. Yes. And I know yeah. that noise, guys. You're in New York. I'm in New York. That's what happens. Fire engines in the background. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, I was actually worried my son was going to come in screaming at some point, but uh, all is under control in the Tarabi household. Uh, so, Heather, <laughs> tell me about your financial philosophy. What is one uh, money mantra that you that you live by? You know, I, I think that you have to live your life and you have to live it within your means. I think I, I, I kind of giggle a lot. I do live in New York City. I crack up when I see a girl carrying like a huge Louis Vuitton bag. You know what I mean? And and I know that she's probably struggling paying her rent. You know, you could base yeah. people on like the whole look. Like I'm a fashion girl. I check the shoes, the bag. But, you know what I mean? Like, and I think a lot of people live beyond their means. And don't try to keep up with the Joneses. Because you're never gonna. There's well, always going to be someone that's got more, that's exactly. doing more, that was born with more, that has made more, you know, whatever. You just have to do you and realize that I think that we live in too much abundance. And I was guilty. I mean, I used to have like 200 pairs of shoes. It was like ridiculous. Well, and you're on a show and a franchise that really um, promote not promotes it, but, but displays a lot of this excess, yeah. um, you know, yeah, on, a, on a regular basis. So it's kind of like in our culture as well. It is in our culture as well. And, you know, so are skinny girls on the cover of magazines. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to remember that it's television, it's art. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And life is not airbrushed. So you really do. Ha- and by the way, you know, our show, New- the New York show versus like Beverly Hills, I mean, they look much more abundant than we do. Oh, they got it's money. <laughs> they got money. Well, you know what? They're, they shoot in their homes. New York yeah. City is not. A, New York City is about the streets. It's not right. about your apartments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of different, and people have to just realize that, that, you know, things are not always what they seem. And, you know, just because someone appears that they may have more, you know, money does not bring you happiness. It does make things easier. <laughs> I'll give you that. Sure. But, you know, you can, you can work within your own means and make your, yourself very happy in life without huge financial problems. But try to save, you know, I mean, they say you, we're supposed to put about, you know, 20%, you know what I mean, away. And, and it's really difficult in today's day and age to do that. Just put what you can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just put what you can and look at your choices. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, because I, saving money is a habit and it's not about immediately out of the gate doing like 20%, but it's getting into that routine so that it just becomes not a choice, but a, just a part of your life. Exactly. It's yeah. like working out in the morning. You yeah. know, it's hard to do. Don't you give know, yourself the choice. Just do it. Just do it. You got to find the time. And there's going to be days you don't. And just don't beat yourself up or be like, oh, my God, I didn't do. I overspent. We all get a new day every day. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow Brand a new, new day. day. Yes. Start over and, and get back into your goal. Take us down memory lane a little bit, Heather. I'm curious to learn a little, bit, a little bit about your upbringing and the perspectives that you had on money as a child. What was your biggest money memory growing up? Um, I, I remember getting 20 bucks for my uncle Bill, you know what I mean? That I remember on birthday, he always came with a fresh, clean $20 bill and a Hershey candy bar. And, you know, I remember shoving those things into my piggy bank and waiting until I had enough money and not really wanting to spend it, not really needing anything, but wanting to put it in the bank. 
You know, I remember that as a young age. My sister, on the other hand, would suspend her. I have the two same scenarios now with my own children. Ella Ray, my daughter who's eight, doesn't spend a dime. And when she does spend something, she usually buys something for her brother who can't get enough. He's insatiable. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think we're all born with, you know, DNA that makes us bio-individual and we are what we are. But me and my sister flipped later in life. Sherry became the saver and I became the spender. And, you know, I'd walk in, especially when I worked for Puff, I remember, I'd walk into the house and I'd be like Gucci head to toe. And my girlfriend, Michelle, who's my partner today and Yummy, would say, what you got going on there, girl? And I'd say, <laughs> I said, and she'd go, well, how much did you spend on that outfit? I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know, whatever. She's like, and how much did you save this week? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, our, our friends can put us back in check. I like those kind of friends. Yeah, I those, do too. They're important I, to I, have. I liked her so much. I made her my partner. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yin and yin and yang. That's a... yeah. We are good yin and yang. But you know what? I I think my philosophy and what I remember is I do remember saving and I do remember being taught the value of a dollar. But my parents also, you know, wanted us to enjoy our lives and not get too. People do get underwater with savings, and they're like, "No, I can't do that," and "No, I could never." We have to live in the moment. You have to live for today, but just live within your means, and you're always going to be okay. It's tough in New York, right? And especially, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, when in New York, it's a lot of it is keeping up with the Joneses. I see it on the show. You know, yeah. uh, how do you how do you keep a consciousness around that? Again, I think it's the same thing as uh, if I look at everybody else, I'm always, there's always going to be someone out there that has more, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, you know, it's not about more, it's actually about less. I think it's really about simplifying your life. I mean, to the listeners out there, how many have ever moved? You know what I mean? And you move and you're like, where did I get all this stuff? Like, what do I need? And every time you move, you purge and you cleanse. We, we, we can live a lot more simply than we do. You know what I mean? And so for those people who have, you know, tons of cash and they want seven homes and 15 cars and all that kind of stuff and they can afford it, go for it. You know what I mean? But then if you're going to be bankrupt in two years, it's probably not a smart choice. So I think you have to, again, don't look around, look within mm-hmm. and find your own happiness. And if you're looking for happiness through money, I think you're going to always be disappointed. And we have seen those... Um those individuals on television who have 15 of this and 20 of that yeah. go bankrupt um, or yeah. or get into some financial trouble. Our franchise is very famous for mm-hmm. that, actually. And that's I all to we'll say about that. Um, Heather, share with us a financial failure. You know, you said you, you fail once, it's okay, yeah. fail twice, uh, slap on the wrist. What would you say is your biggest financial failure? I feel for sure I got, you know, I got really taken in in college. That's when I got, when I got to college and I saw, you know, I left my small town and I saw really how different people were. And I did try to keep up with the Joneses. And that was back in the day when, well, they still do it. You know, they just hand out credit cards to college kids and give them, you know, credit rates. And we think it's like monopoly money. And I got myself into pretty heavy debt in college. You know, I had not one, not two, but like five or six credit cards. And I used it like Monopoly money, Mm -hmm. and it took me four years to pay them off. (laughs) What did you do to pay them off? Just got lots of jobs? I got help help from my mom, and not to pay pay them off for me, my mother got my paychecks. I needed to reset my button, you know what I mean, and get back and, and start to learn to live without money again. That is because I never really had it. That's so smart. Yeah. So my mother got my paychecks, and she gave me what I could afford to have as play money and I had to deal with the rest and I paid off those credit cards and it took me four 
years. So in that case, the bank of mom and dad was a good thing. It was because it wasn't their account. Right. It was their, it was her values or ethics. It was her guidance, I love you know, it. her parenting. <laughs> Why don't more of us do that? My mother always put the fear of God in me growing up. So I should have, I should have probably taken, done that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I got into a bit of credit card uh, yep. debt in college as we, yep. as many of us do. Yep. How about success, Heather? Your top so money moment as a businesswoman, oh. I'm sure there are many home runs, but what would you say is your most, your proudest moment financially? Uh, the two that stick out the most, and, and I'll give it to you in chronological, chronological order, excuse me, was when I borrowed money to start my business, you know, I, you know, I borrowed money to start my business and I, you know, I didn't love having that debt and I borrowed, you know, money and I had, I had to pay it back and I paid it back in two years. You know what wow. I mean? And so I was able to get points in my business back mm -hmm. by paying down the loan and quickly. So that was huge because, you know, I stepped out, I took a risk, I started my own business, I took a loan, you know what I mean? Uh, I didn't really want to be under someone else's thumb. Um, I had vision for my brand. And when I, when, when Michelle and I paid that off, it was like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the angels saying. And then shortly thereafter, right when I started my business, um, I got knocked off by, uh, by Maidenform, which is a huge company, a huge Ooh. publicly traded company. And we were in litigate, we were in a lawsuit with them, you know, three months into my business. And so that's a ton of pressure on a startup business to fund a lawsuit. Um, but not only did we fund it, but we won it. So we won a $6.75 million oh settlement. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. That's and huge. Thank you. It was huge. And it was, it was not, so it was a big money moment, but I felt like as a designer, as a visionary, as a creator, it was about design integrity. It was like a win for all of us who innovate. Mm -hmm. So I felt good about it on one side, you know what I mean? And then the other side, I was like, wow, we won, you know what I mean? And I, take a dime of that money in my pocket. It went all back into the business. So inspiring for small business owners because often when like this gets, this happens so often getting ripped off by yeah, um, the, bigger, the bigger, the uh, bigger, just richer companies. And yep. so they can yep. just bury you in litigation. Right. And uh, you're, they can. what do you and think was, strategy. The, yeah. What was your strategy so that you wouldn't be buried in legal um, hell for so long? Cause sometimes they just, they know they're wrong. But they just do it anyway, and they just take you to court until you're, they suck you dry. Yes, it's 100% what, what happens. I just kept believing in wrong versus right. I just, I just stuck to my guns, and I knew. And this wasn't a case, you know, necessarily where things happen in big business. You know what I mean? Where, like, a designer will pick something up, they'll throw it in the line. Like, the, the execs don't know. You know what I mean? And so, you know, when you write a system to see, I hope it, you know, people take notice. Um, I, it just, it didn't happen that way in my case. And, you know, it was really funky, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was really not right. And, you know, I kept waiting for the time when, when it was going to become like, you know what, we see we, what, what happened and we're going to back down, but they did just try to, you know, they do try to chew you up and spit you out. Um, I just believed I kept my faith. I kept, I really, and I, and I, and I fought the fight and guess what? I worked really hard at it. It wasn't a case that my lawyers could win for me. I had to dig deep. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in that paperwork every day. You know, I really educated myself. I had never been in a deposition before. I had never done, I'd never been in a lawsuit for crying out loud, but I took the opportunity to learn, you know, and we definitely made mistakes along the way, but so did they. Yeah. And, you know, it really sometimes comes down to not wrong and right, but it comes down to being, you know, out lawyered, out moneyed, 
You know what I mean? This is this is what happens. And it's a sad thing. I mean, Obama, Obama, you know, talked about it and try, you know, he believes that we need to, you know, strengthen our patent laws in this country because, you know, inventors create jobs. Right. You know, inventors create business and, you know, we give inventors patents and then we're like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> and we send them out on their own and it's really only as good as the paper it's written on. If someone chooses to infringe upon it, you then must enforce your patent and that costs a ton of money. So, you know, I think that you always don't ever be afraid that someone's going to steal your idea because guess what they are. But you can never you they can never get out in front of you because you're the innovator, you're the original thinker. You know, it's like meeting a wedding planner and they say, "Oh, this is what I do and this is what I do and and I'm $50,000." And they say, "Oh, I can't. I can't do that." But you know what? I saw his p- pictures and I saw his vision and I'm just going to do it myself and mm-hmm. I'll spend 25. You'll never be able to do what that guy was going to do. Right. Cuz you can't ha- you have to have your own vision. You have to have your own step forward. So you'll always be followed, but you'll never be led. And if you just keep moving forward and keep innovating and keep, you know, the original idea and stick to to it, you're going to build your own business. There's, there's room enough for any, look how many bra brands there are out there for crying out loud. You ever walk into an intimate apparel floor? Right. Like it's not about the idea. Bras. As they say, there. it's not about the idea. It's about the execution. Execution. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I know you, you. I've been taking notes, Heather. Don't worry. This has been all good ed- education for me, and I'm sure my listeners. What's your number one money habit that keeps you, as you said, you know, spending your money as according to your priorities, making sure that you're growing as a business owner? Um, do you have a, a habit that's either daily or just consistent enough? I would say that. I'm I'm using less and less cash today. Mm. You know, cash is like water. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you start out with a hundred and you finish the day and there's nothing left in your wallet. Um, I tried not to use lately. This is something new that John, my husband and I have started because then I can really see where the money's going. And, you know, you have expenses that are necessity. You know, you have like necessity expenses and then you have like want expenses Mm -hmm. and people get them confused. You know, people might think clothing is a necessity and yes, it is a necessity, but you know, you could pretty much get by, you know, with being expensive clothes. And then if you want that, you know, expensive item, that's, that's a want, that's not a necessity. So if you really start to look at your wants versus your necessities and you, and you can judge your choices, the credit card statements are great for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cash, to, you know, to me, you can also do it the opposite way. You can say, I only have $100 cash in my wallet, and that's all I can spend this week. You know what I mean? On outside spending. I mean, that's not a, that's not a good number here in the city, but just for an example. You know what I mean? So you can look at it two ways. You can either work only in cash mm-hmm. and budget yourself and only use what you have in your wallet. Or for me, my new thing is I want to really see how I'm spending, where the money's going and the choices that I'm making and taking the time to kind of just look through that and, and, and balance my choices. Yeah. And actually, you know, while cash is very, very, I think cash is excellent for those who need to get out of debt and they really need to pare down their expenses because once the cash is gone, it's gone. That's yeah, the beauty gone. of cash. Right. But if you're if you are able to manage and money the evil responsibly, of credit. right? And the, <laughs> but credit, I mean, if you pay off your balance in full every month, you're watching yeah. how you spend, even though mm-hmm. it's very easy to forget. I think um, the cash back rewards and yeah, also it's helping you point. establish credit. So if you're a business owner, this is really important. Mm-hmm. If you want to buy a house, this is really important. So there yep. are pros and cons. Heather, we're almost wrapped here. So money fill in the blanks is how I like to end on the on, end of the show. It's a fun way to kind of get your instinctive um, 
answers to, well, it's really filling in the last sent- word in the sentence. Yeah, okay, I'm ready. I okay, love it. All right. It was a horrible <laughs> explanation, but you'll get it once no, we start. No, I got it. <laughs> I've been on Watch What Happens Live. I've played these oh, games. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, if I won the lottery tomorrow, $100 million, I would? Oh, I would complete my home in the Berkshires. I would buy, become a homeowner in New York City. I would buy in New York City. You rent? I, would, I rent. Wow, okay. Yeah, I, yep, think I that. do. I rent in New York. What we did is we rented in New York and then we built in the Berkshires. We bought 23 acres in the Berkshires and we made kind of, we invested in our second home. You know, that was, we thought, the best, the smartest way to invest our money outside mm. of New York City. You know, it gave us a vacation home. It gave us an escape from the city on the weekends. You know, now New York is kind of like our pet terre mm-hmm. But as the kids get older, you know what I mean? I would like more space, but it's, you know, it doesn't come cheap here. No, no. So, um, so that's what I would do with that. And, of course, I would donate some to charity. Wonderful. The one thing that I spend my money on that makes my life easier or better is? Oh, food. Yeah. I really believe in, you know, our bodies are our temples Mm -hmm. and, you know, I enjoy eating and feeding my family good quality, wholesome food. So I spend on organic and, you know, I spend on, on, uh, you know, whole foods is my playground. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I try to really uh, put good quality food in the body of my family, the bodies of my family and myself. So I think that's a, that's a worthwhile expense. Yes. My biggest guilty pleasure that I spend a lot of money on is? Oh, I'm a fashion designer after all. Fashion, clothes, beauty products. You know, I'm a bit of a a beauty whore. I I love perfume and lotions and, you know, makeup. And stuff like that. You know, just re- I'm actually a lip gloss junkie. It's like all about the mascara and the lip gloss for me. <laughs> but yeah. you can go into a Sephora and leave, you know, spend $80 on three lip glosses. <laughs> I'm a VIB Rouge member. How about you? I'm a- <laughs> oh, good girl. You know I am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it's, it's worth it because then you get, like, really special discounts. You and, do. And you our, do. Yeah, it's, it, it pays off. I like it to think. It does pay off when you have a store that you love. It's, it's, it pays off to be loyal to them. Mm-hmm. I really believe mm-hmm. that. One thing I wish I had known about money growing up is? Oh, that's a really good one. I guess I would say probably I wish I knew more about investing versus just savings. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's not what we're taught. Like, I wish that maybe I was taught at an earlier age, like, that I had more opportunities with my money than to just put it in the bank. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the most I knew is that there was a such thing as a bond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. really, I didn't know much more about investing. And it was and, so boring, the bond. I remember getting like savings bonds when I won like, I don't know, some Rotary Clubs, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, like the Rotary Club always gave you savings bonds for like yeah. your, you know, your fourth grade drawing. Right. And when you're in fourth grade, I mean, I probably have them out there somewhere. I don't know where the heck they are. Are they ever going to find me? I'm probably in the list of people that, you know, never collect their money from the government. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. I should probably check too. Yeah. Uh, When I donate money, I like to give to blank because? When I donate money, I like to get to blank because? Right. So the name of the charity and why? Oh, sorry. Give to. I guess it's get to. Um, I donate. Well, I have my own charity, the Kellner Pediatric Liver Foundation. So I donate a lot to that. We uh, provide transplants, liver transplants for babies um, who who can't afford them or can't get them in their countries or no such thing. And, you know, we we give a lot of money to uh, organ donor awareness and the American Liver Foundation. And then, of course, funding to the doctors um, for research. This is so, so that's some, I give a lot of money there, and I love that. But I also lend my my time and money to two other organizations that are 
um, really important to me. Uh, first one being No Barriers. Mm-hmm. No Barriers is an organization that was founded by a guy named Eric Weinmeier. You might remember him. He was on the cover of Time magazine some time ago. He was the first blind man to summit Mount Everest. And so you can just imagine his charity is No Barriers. Um, you know, I'm stronger than what's in my way is my tagline for, um, for Housewives, and it is a bite off of their tagline, which is kind of off of Ralph Waldo Emerson that says, um, what's within me is stronger than what's in my way. I so love I love that charity. And then I give to the Tick-Borne Disease Alliance because so many of my friends, and I love the outdoors, and I want to bite back and take our outdoors back. Too many people are suffering from Lyme and tick-borne-related diseases. It's serious. It is serious. And often you don't know you have it until much until you're way into yeah. it. Yeah, and unfortunately, the CDC at this juncture, I've been to D.C. to lobby for new legislation. They see it as a, a curable issue. So they say, well, you get bit by a tick, and if you mm-hmm. have, if it's carrying Lyme, you get a bullseye, and then you can go get antibiotics for two weeks, and you're cured. And that is not at all what happens. You know, mm-hmm. a good percentage, I would say in the 90th percentile of people who are bitten don't even know they were bitten. They go undiagnosed for months, years, and years on end. Um, you know, misdiagnosed, and it wreaks havoc on their body, and it really does take away their life. I'm, I know women who it's taken away their unborn children. I mean, it's very serious. Wow. So we got to bite back, take yeah. back the outdoors, and the best way we can do it is through education. Check your body, know your body, you know, look at yourself. If you get a tick, react succinctly, you know, pull it off. You can go to the uh, Global Tick Lyme Disease Alliance. I'm actually doing a campaign for them this month to get more education on it. And and just, you know, look over yourself and your loved ones. Hey, a tick check is always fun with a friend. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll have this transcript at somanypodcast.com so everybody can check for those sites again if you missed it. Thank you so much. And Heather, last but not least, I'm so money- because because I'm yummy. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so perfect there. Oh wow. Okay. Um, best guest ever. Hey, mic drop. I love it. I love it. Thank you so well, much. Heather. I just think you are so cool. Any girl who knows her financial prowess and and can spread the word. Keep us growing. Keep us strong, Fanoush. Love you. your message. Holla. Thanks so much for having me. Holla. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. That is a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Heather, check out her website, heatherthompson.com. She's on Twitter at I am Heather T. All this information at somoneypodcast.com, where you can also find the transcript and comments from this episode and all previous episodes. And I want to continue hearing from you. Thank you for all of your questions coming in for the Ask Farnoosh episodes on the weekends. If you'd like to also have your question answered, very simple. Just go on to somoneypodcast.com and click on Ask Farnoosh. And there you can submit your question about money, work, life, career, guests, whatever. I am up for all questions. And as a reminder, if you want to win a one-on-one with me, a free 15-minute money session, go on to iTunes, leave a review, and hopefully I will select it uh, as every Saturday I pick one new iTunes reviewer to receive a free 15-minute money session with me. And so if this is something that you are curious about and want to get, go on iTunes, leave a review, and hopefully we'll connect. Thanks, everyone. Hooker Day is so money. Money.